right, I'd just like to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. We rolling with the content. It has really been a great year. Like I said, the, the first quarter went really well. We were able to have a live event, which I really can't stop talking about, can't stop reminiscing on, really can't stop, you know, just thinking about just because there's so much more to come. It really motivated me to, you know, really want to make this a more often thing. But, you know, before we get to that, before we really make everything happen, we're going to still churn out this content. We're going to still make a lot of things happen. So very excited to be sitting down with the gentleman who I am with today, Roy, just because one similar to Aaron, who I bought on the podcast a few episodes back, they they are both a part of that same organization that I was telling you guys about and the work that they do with the veterans, Bunker Labs, veteran and residents and everything like that. And as I was kind of telling y'all, my kind of introduction to this program, I really kind of got introduced to it from Kind of like a third person perspective. Like I said, one of my colleagues was working on it at the time. So I would kind of just ask her different questions. I would see them have different meetings. I even went to a couple of their events that they had here. And it's just amazing. You know, I, I love the idea of just the betterment of people, just the betterment of business, just the improvement, everything like that. Just because this this is really why I started the podcast. I recognized that I was surrounded by so many dope people. And I recognized that there were so many people out there who I had not met, who I had not had the opportunity opportunity to converse with. And I really wanted to, you know, just talk, just essentially see what these people are doing, how their life was, how they got to this point, what they're thinking, what they're thinking about doing the future and everything like that. So something I noticed immediately about Roy, Aaron, similar people in those positions, that ambassador role was that they, you know, it takes passion to really want to do something like that. It takes, you know, you have to, you have to really want to do that. This is not something that we're worried about paycheck for. This is not something that we're worried about getting accolades for, or getting reward or recognized for. This is truly just because you recognize that as a veteran, you want people to, you know, put their best foot forward. And even Aaron put it really in a great perspective for me. And if y'all haven't watched tapped into his episode, I definitely encourage y'all to do so. But he really put it into the perspective of that, you know, as a veteran, they're kind of taught that, you know, we're brothers. This is all like, you know, this is kind of shared. Like we're all kind of, we're all on the same team. But the translation from, you know, that military mindset to the real world, a lot of things get lost in translation. And you kind of go from that mindset of we're all in this together to it's like everybody for themselves in a sense. So a lot of times, you know, these people may not just even know where to start, may not be have the adequate resources and everything like that. So something I noticed that Roy does, you know, and Aaron and a few of the other ambassadors is they put these people in position, essentially. They really make things happen. But at the same time, they still do their own things. They still have their own passions, their own ideas, their own lives, families, everything like that. So the fact that, you know, they still balance all of that and make it happen and still are putting people in position. I love to see that. And just in the conversations that I've been able to have with Roy, man, it's been a very insightful person. Somebody who, you know, he he even rescheduled this interview for me because I was a little under the weather last week and he made it happen. But either way, you know, not only did he, you know, prepare me well and, and give me a lot of insight and background as to what he wanted to do, but he really wanted to, you know, be a benefit to the network, to the audience. So I encourage everybody, you know, not only with this interview, but even afterwards to just tap in. He can definitely kind of help him in some way. And I'm sure that, you know, after hearing what he does today, you'll definitely probably want to pick his brain a little bit so Roy how you doing today man how's everything I'm doing great over here thank you for having me on you know I really appreciate the opportunity and this is going to be a lot of fun I've been looking forward to the discussion for a while now Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, we God's timing is, is it never makes any mistakes. So we just had to push it off a little bit, but nonetheless, we're still here. We're making it happen. So for the people who may be tapping in, my audience, your audience, and then even probably some newcomers along the way, can you one just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then two, can you just tell us what brings you on the Down to Business podcast today? Absolutely, it'd be my pleasure. Well, a little bit about me: retired veteran, twenty-two years, uh, U.S. Navy. Enjoyed it while I was in. During that time, I had the ability to uh, create my organization. Uh, Karuka, as you already dis already discussed and said, but in that time, I was able to become a certified uh, SCORE mentor, which is the Service Corps of Retired Executives with the Small Business Administration, 
who helped me actually with my mentors move forward with the business that I have. But at the same time, it gave me the ability to give back to the community by being a mentor myself to protégés. And with Bunker Labs, of course, an alumni captain and Toastmaster too, I uh, teach and facilitate boost to business for the SBA also. So all around helping veterans get what they want. So, hey, the universe, you know, in return, gives me what I deserve back, hopefully here, you know? <laughs> a little bit about my organization, of course, you know, veteran owned. Uh, we are executive leadership advisory firm and my team, we pretty much provide insight solutions for the results to those companies that are challenged with the, with the thing of organizational culture that change management, innovation and leadership inclusion. We also cross pollinate over to uh, into diversity, equity um, and inclusion too. Got you. Okay. So that's, you know, that's, you're involved. That's really what I'm hearing that, you know, I, I'm something that I immediately think about just in hearing this, you know, your immediate reply and kind of what you do and how you kind of got involved into everything. Was there something, you know, after doing your service with the Navy and everything like that, thank you for that, by the way, but was there something that kind of motivated you? Was there something that sparked the interest in really wanting to, one, be so involved, become a mentor, become a part of veterans and residents, become a part of Bunker Lab, start your own company? Was there something that kind of like kickstarted that? Or was this, even when you were kind of in the Navy, even probably before that, this was something that you were always thinking about. You always kind of had that mindset of just wanting to help others. Thank you. You know, this vision that we're doing right now within our organization, it was uh, created in 2012. That's when the the ultimate vision came and it took a while. It took until 2017 until we were able to establish the vision and grow it and because we had to create those foundations. So it was a bit challenging because at the same time, I was also on active duty. So running a business, keeping that work-life balance with the family and also, hey, being in the military, I had to balance that out. And it, at the same time, it was challenging, but I learned so much from it. And because what I learned from that, it made me want to become a mentor to work with uh, Bunker Labs because as a veteran, as you said, the, the transition when you're going from the military to the civilian sector or even corporate area, right? The language is a lot different, but also my peers that retired or either separated out of the military, they would tell me, hey, you know, I really dislike my job. I really dislike the area that I'm working in and my boss. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. wait, why? You, you're making six figures. What are you talking about? You, you're pulling in 170 a year. And they said they wanted to quit their job. I'm like, okay, hold up. Let me make sure. And let's back this conversation up because I couldn't quite grasp that idea. And when I realized that, hey, you know, there is a problem that we had in the area, in, in, in our workplace, and it belonged, and it, it revolved around the trust area, so in the leadership portion, and that's why we created Karuga as a leadership advisory agency. And honestly, all my training in the military, all the leadership development that they provided to me, I took that and I put it into that business model and so far, so good. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, definitely so far, so good. So, okay, 2012, mm -hmm. nearly 10 years ago. Yes. You said it took until 2017, a lot of laying the foundation, a lot of challenges, still being active duty. But 2017 was when you really said, okay, we got this off the ground. We're really, you know, established, making things happen. What kept the vision alive for five years, despite everything going on? Because like you said, 2012, starting it off, by no means was it easy. By no means was it a walk in the park. By no means was this just smooth sailing for y'all. 
obviously obstacles came, things happened. Some days were better than others. So how did five years kind of go past and you never, you never faltered away from the vision. You never faltered away from what you really wanted to do. And now we have even five years after that now to 2022. So 10 years now, how 10 years later have we gotten to this point? I want to be totally transparent here. A vision board. That's what I can tell you. We put our vision out there. We made it very clear. This is what we wanted to do. My entire team. And when I got tired, someone else had my back. When they got tired, then I had their back. And that support all the way around really is what kept us going. I don't care what job you do. If you're an entrepreneur and you're starting up, you need to have that tribe and that team to help you. And quite honestly, you know, working with Bunker Labs, that tribe is right there because we all get tired no matter what we do. So to keep that vision going, sometimes you have to reach out to that peer and like, look, this is what it is. I'm tired. I need a little bit of help. Can you help me out? And that's what really kept us going the entirety of the time. Because being in the military, of course, hey, you're devoted to that. They want their time. <laughs> it's just what it is. So, you know, you keep the vision, make it clear, look at it when you get tired and just move forward with it. No matter how long it takes, it might take a little bit longer than 10 years. But hey, stick with it. Time is a time is an interesting it's an interesting thing, man. It can be on our side sometimes. It can be against us. It can we can even get impatient. Patience, man, as as cliche as it is, is truly a virtue. But something that a good point you made too was it's important to it's one thing to be tired. It's one thing to, you know, just be exhausted, just have given your all. Maybe you're just at your breaking point. It's another thing when you can recognize that and seek assistance and seek help, not just throw it all away and not just say, you know what, I'm done can't do it anymore. I, I think that that is the biggest, it's a big difference between that. A lot of times, you know, we can get tired. Like I, I was even kind of telling you across those five years, things happen. Some days were good. Some days were bad. Some days you woke up motivated, ready to hit the ground running. Other days, you know, slagging a little bit, you know, probably didn't put as much into it as you could have. But nonetheless, you still recognize that, look, I have good days. I have bad days. At the end of the day, I need help. I can't do this all by myself. I'm And somebody had your back. And then the same way, when they started to falter, when things started to happen, you recognize the same thing, approached it from the same perspective of, you know, it's a human being. Stuff happens. Look at me and look at how they supported me. So I would be remiss if I didn't do the same. I think that that's important, though, because as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as people, non fibers, whatever you want to call it, however you are, mothers, fathers, whatever, we get tired. We don't every day is not good. We don't feel like always doing everything that we know we should. We don't always handle our responsibilities in the manner and the timetable that we should. But do we just let that, you know, do we let that determine who we are as a person? Do we let that knock us down? Do we let that take away from what we have to offer? Or do we just recognize, hey, maybe I need to take a step back. Maybe I need to just get some help. Maybe I need to just make, you know, have somebody else step up and, and really make things happen. A lot of times a team really is crucial, really is important. No, that's not to say that everybody is always going to have your best interest in mind. Everybody's always going to go as hard for you as a business and things like that. But that's also where you evaluate who you're surrounding yourself with, who you're putting in your circle, who you're bringing into your business. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of great friends, a lot of great people may not be business, may not be good business partners. You have to you have to differentiate it and move different people in different areas in your life because silver purpose. Just because that's your best friend or just because that's somebody you consider, you know, y'all tight, your right hand, your brother, they may not be the best business person. They may not really have that business mindset. That's not to say that they're still not a good person. They still can't be your brother. They still won't be there for you when you need it. But just from the business side of things, you have to kind of give things a different perspective. So now look at, you know, 2022, how involved you are with Bunker Labs, everything that you've experienced, all the experiences that you've had. What has really been one of the 
one of the challenges you would say with working with Bunker Labs, with working with other veterans, with because something that you said and, and Aaron kind of touched on the same thing, going from that military, that veteran mindset to that civilian sector, it's a big difference. And I can't really speak to it because I, I'm not a veteran. I'm just the civilian. But I see it time and time again about how, you know, I feel like veterans are mistreated or I feel as though, you know, for as much as, like you said, when y'all are in there, they want that time. They want everything. They want, you know, and Aaron said, they, they literally like you're you're free, but it's almost like you're in prison in a sense because everything is by, you know, a schedule, by design, by the play and everything like that. So what has been most challenging with working with these entrepreneurs, with working with these business owners, with really trying to, in a sense, kind of like I said, put them in position, allow them to put their best foot forward for their business or whatever it is that they do. You know, that's an intriguing course and very interesting. And, and it varies, to be honest with you, because of my passion that I have for people to succeed, I sometimes have to really take a step back and wait for that entrepreneur to catch up with me because I have a lot of energy naturally. And, and sometimes it is so out there, I have to pull myself back a little bit and throttle back, wait for them to catch up because I have several ideas and not to mention the fact that they're starting, right? I had already been in that position. So I'm eager to share what I learned, you know, over that time, but they might not be too prepared to hear that. And that's the most challenging part that I can tell you that I have experienced, not just with Bunker Labs, but being a mentor all the way around for small business owners, both veteran and um, civilian side. People want what they want when they want it. Being in business itself, is, is fun, the idea of it and making that million dollars, but people have a hard time understanding that it's not microwave. I can't push 30 seconds like five times like we do <laughs> on the microwave and then it's done. <laughs> and it really, really takes a lot of patience, a lot of insight, understanding. And if you're ready for it, then you can make it happen. But the real part that I found is that I really have to convey and really make sure that the people that I'm actually mentoring and speaking to understand that, look, this is not a race, it is a marathon. And you're going to have hurdles. You're going to have some holes, some landmines you got to jump over. And unfortunately, for, for certain, you know, races, it's, it's not easy. And for some, it's a lot easier. But you really have to understand what you're getting into your audience, find out who you want to connect with. And once you do that, then things get a lot easier because you can't. I'm sorry, you just can't go out and get say everybody is my customer. Some people say that. Unfortunately, that's a very hard thing to really see as a business owner myself. I got to agree. I got to also second your back. I just, uh, I was heating up my food last night and I definitely was pressing 30 a couple of times on the microwave. So we do that, you know, but I agree that you have to, especially when first starting, you have to differentiate, you have to navigate, you have to narrow down. You have to, you can't just be so, like you said, just so broad, just so open, just so, you know, optimistic in a sense that everybody is just going to, you know, no, who do you want to target? What is this for? Would you buy this as a consumer looking at the flipping things around. But something that I think is so unique about what you guys do as ambassadors, as members, as in leadership positions is like you said, it's an intriguing question because 
it varies. It, you get different perspectives. You get different mindsets just from being in different branches. You get different people along different stages of their journey. Some people just coming into business. Some people in business trying to get better. Some people, you know, multiple businesses, multiple ideas, keeping things afloat, everything like that. So I think the fact that you have to tailor and adjust to everybody even gives it more of an interesting experience because it's just like, yo, I can't just, you know, there's no blueprint that I can just give everybody and just say, hey, you know what? Follow this step, this step, this step, this step. You all good to go after that. No, because everybody is at different. What if what if somebody already did three of those steps on there, but they don't know the last two? What if somebody doesn't know any of the steps at all? What if somebody that blueprint can't help them? You have to be able to, you know, give everybody each that unique experience, but also it be beneficial. So I think that that even I have to take my hat off even to y'all. Well, if I had a hat on, I would definitely take it off. But I have to even give y'all more credit because with y'all, y'all dealing with so many different people as the cohorts come in and as the cohorts come out. And then you watch them kind of transition and translate everything that you kind of instilled in them into the world. And then I'm sure even after that, there are follow ups. There are things that you have to do. Everything. So I, I just that's really amazing. That's really amazing. So just thinking about what you do with Karuka, just thinking about where you guys are right now and making everything happen. Is there... I know when you kind of sent me and I was going through the website and everything like that, I know that y'all focus on a plethora of different things when it comes to just development, when it comes to help resources, everything like that. Would you say that there is a true focal point of what y'all do? Is, is it something that y'all really aim to highlight, aim to, hey, if you come, if you become a part, you know, whether you become a part of this company, meaning you utilize our services or you become a part of this company, meaning that you're in it. Is there something that you guys highlight that without a doubt, whether it be kind of like almost like a mission statement type thing, but it's something that like, hey. This is what we stand by. This is going to happen one way or another. Absolutely. And I, I'm really, really glad that you uh, that you asked me that because our why, we stand by our why and what we do, what we do. Because quite honestly, without that, then we would be in a bit of a uh, challenge because with our why, you know, just it, this is what it is. It's to, develop, it's to develop and provide leaders with insights, solutions for results, to design and build organizational culture environments where all people can perform to their maximum ability unimpeded by the poor systemic cultural challenges and their individual biases based off of the race, the color, religion, and let's not, you know, forget, you know, sex, including gender identity, national origin, right? Age, because ageism is a thing, sexual orientation and technical ability. Honestly, if you involve all of those people, our thing is innovation. Our trademark, right, is empowering people, right, for every part of the culture that they're in for limitless innovation. That's what we do. So all together, you know, when we start talking about, you know, we're advisors of organization and culture, our why is what gets us through because we have the service. We, we provide that. We're loyal. The innovation and the experience is there because when we work with organizations, this is probably me giving away some good stuff right here, some trademark secrets, but that's okay though. <laughs> what I found out over the time that I've actually, uh, you know, been doing this job is most of the time, most organizations already have the solution to their problems within their organization, right? However, it is really, really challenging for them to, I guess you could say, ask for the help or be inclusive all the way around. And that's the thing that we do in Karuka. We empower that inclusiveness. So when it comes to innovation within that organization, it becomes limitless when we, when we include everyone. And I don't mean just below the executive you know, level. I am talking and speaking directly to the executives to make sure that they understand like, okay, what does your board consist of? Do you have women of color on there? Do you have men of color on there, right? I mean, we can go through several of the different ethnic backgrounds, 
But what I can tell you is what I have noticed from most organizations that I've worked with, when they have an inclusive executive leadership side, man, oh my gosh, it, it, it blows my mind because they're forward thinking, right? The senior leaders, you know, they desire, they create innovative ideas. You can see how you can improve on those top teams. The leaders are on point. They understand and they, they can relate to that, you know, strategic challenge. The cultural transformations happen quite honestly. And when they run into a crisis, right, or a crisis, because you have so many different backgrounds on that board, they can handle it. For instance, quick story, working with one organization, the board consisted of several men and one woman, right? And the the company wanted to hold a meeting, but the meeting was going to be held, honestly, at 445. No one in that board meeting thought about the parents at all. What time did I have to pick up my daughter when she was that age? Right. I had to be at that school no later than five o'clock. If I was late, guess what? That's one hundred and seventy five dollar charge. So with that board, having that woman on that board, she was able to speak clearly and say, no, this is not a good idea. And this is why not. And they had to revisit the idea. So that is the power of having an inclusive board. And that's just one example. You know, man, that. That really just, as you were talking, I was really just thinking about so many different industries and just how that could really change the narrative, how that could really shift a lot of perspectives, how that could almost probably change productivity, increase profitability, make things happen just because you have that balance. Yes, it's not to say that what's going on now, how you're running the show, how you're making things happen, operations, expenditures, sales, everything like that. It's not to say that is wrong. It's not. It's just to say, consider another perspective. Well, what if you did this? But what if you had that? Particularly, one of the reasons why I joined a particular committee at my job was because I literally, they sent out the application. I clicked it. It allowed you to also see the current members, the e-board, the leadership team, whatever you want to call it. Nobody looked like me. I said, you know what? I wonder what they, you know, I wonder, this seems like a pretty important role within my, within my job with this is, it seems like a pretty big deal. Let me one apply to see if we could change the narrative. It, it's so important to, you know, I, I look at, even when I was at in undergrad and in grad school, a lot of these boards, a lot of these board meetings, a lot of these trustees and everything like that, they fit the same demographic. They're all the same. How can you be making decisions for adolescents though, for teenagers, for, for young adults, for the universe for how do you know what's best if you're not even getting that voice or if the voice you do get is from this still the same demographic as you like you said had that woman not been on the board that meeting probably would have been at 445 so it's just like you you need those perspectives you need that you know you need to see that just because it's gonna it's gonna elevate things it's gonna shift things it's gonna change it. you have different eyes different ears in different places they're not seeing the same things you're seeing they're not yes the news is, is consistent and things like that but their news source and how they get it may be totally different from your news source and how you get it they may dive a little bit deeper into things it's not to say that you know you're any less competent or any less capable it's just that sometimes you're just not thinking of things nobody is perfect we're all human beings things slip things happen the same way we bring people together and we bring people in these positions because we know handling it all on our own you're bound to miss things. You're bound to shortcut some things because you don't feel like maybe doing everything. You're down to probably, you know, you may even downplay some things. You may block some blessings. When you add that balance, when you add that diversity, when, you, when you're when you all inclusive of everything, when you're a true equal opportunity employer, man, the possibilities are endless. So I love, you know, I love that y'all are, but especially just because with business, with ownership, with entrepreneurs, with everything like that, you need that. Just because we're, we're literally in a, a consumer world right now. Everybody just wants to buy. Everybody wants to know what's happening, services, things like that. But how do we know what's for us? And sometimes we're only inclined to shop or kind of relate 
or want to interact with people who may look like us or, or who can relate to the most. But sometimes it takes branching out a little bit. Sometimes it takes it, it, just getting some information from somewhere else. It, it takes asking a question or something like that or taking a step back and recognizing, hey, maybe it's not always my way or the highway. Maybe everything that I'm doing is not right. Why don't I bring in another perspective? Why don't I ask questions? Why don't I, I I'm, I'm very, I'm so insightful. I love, you know, I love just getting feedback from people. I love, whether it be about the podcast life in general, I just love to learn things like about people, about that, about how op- things operate. Some of my favorite people in the world are people who just, have you ever met somebody who just knows a bunch of random facts, just about random, like so they can just pull so many, like you can, you can probably talk to this person about five or six different topics. They'll probably have a fact and they just enter, you're just like, wow, like, what are you doing? What are you reading? What are you looking at? What are you like? How do you know that? I, what, what what have you watched on TV that I missed? Or what? You know, some people just have references about the shows and the movies. Some people can just pull them like that. I'm just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not good. Like, if you take me to trivia night, I don't know. It's going to be a little shaky. That's why I, I st- I've watched a lot of episodes of Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, Family Feud. I'm still shaky. So it's just like, you know, you there are certain people out there who just have it have it different, maybe wired differently, maybe just inserted themselves in different spaces and different places. And you'll never know that had you not, you know, just be inclusive of everybody. Sometimes people are so, something I say all the time is that the same way traditions were made and ingrained, they're meant to be broken. At some point, somebody said, yo, this isn't working. Why don't we try this? They tried that. It worked. Oh, why don't we keep doing this over and over and over and over and over again? But eventually what happens when it doesn't work anymore? You can't say, oh, no, this is going to work. We've been doing this for years. Like, we got to, you know, we we did this because the last thing wasn't working. Okay, well, now this isn't working. So let's try to do something else. But some people, you know, they're just so, you know, if I don't, if I know, no conflict, no, I don't I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to have to change things. But I think that that's so important. I think, too, that's a lot of why my generation particularly gets slack from like my parents' generation, just because, you know, we're <laughs> we're not the we're not the typical generation by any means. You know, where I, I really feel like we embrace the culture of entrepreneurship. I really feel like we we embrace the culture of just doing things on your own, just going out, just making things happen. Just if you're not happy somewhere, you're getting out of there. But to some of us, to say that to our parents or to say that to our grandparents or to communicate this to other people in our lives, they kind of look at us like we crazy. That's some of the stuff we do is definitely crazy. I will definitely, you know, I, I will I will definitely agree to that because I even look at some of my friends like that. I go, oh, that was a risk. Or you really made it happen. But sometimes I think that those are crucial. Those are important. So what do you, I'm going to have a lot of, I, I'm already knowing that there are a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, a lot of creatives, a lot of different people who listen to this podcast. And I love it just because they're all at different stages in their life. I've had people tell me that they don't feel like they can come on this podcast because they're not in business. I've had people come on the podcast and tell me they went out of business. I've had people come on thinking about going into business. So everybody is kind of at a different stage, at a different you know place in their life. What do you say to people who just sometimes they just need that motivation? Or what do you say to people from thinking about from what you do with Karubi, thinking about with you what you do with veterans and residents, bunker labs, being a score mentor and everything like that? What do you say to people in this in this time that we're living in where you know entrepreneurship, business ownership, and everything like that is very populated? Everybody wants to do it, everybody wants to make it happen. But it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody is always doing it the right way. You know, to answer that, I I want to be very, very honest. Sometimes you won't know what to say. Okay. Let's be honest. I'm gonna be very, very Sometimes there are people because they are of a certain mindset or generation because of the generational divide. I'm glad that you mentioned that, right? Um, We can go from the side of generation to the baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z. Everything right now because of technology and globalization is, oh my gosh, it's expanding so fast. And the way communication has really, really became so inclusive within our culture, honestly, there is nothing that we really cannot achieve if we 
really focus in on it. I don't care how old that person may be, right? If it is something that they really want to do and it's within their heart, you know, go for it. We can do plenty of motivational speeches for that. I can do that all day long. That's a Toastmaster coming out of me right there. But however, right, you know, that external motivation, right, will only last so long because it has to be something internal to that person to make them want to take that chance, to make them want to take that risk. But if they're not ready, that motivation that's that's propelling them externally, right, it can only last for so long. Now, how do we keep that going? That's truly up to that person because everything is unique to that individual. And that's that's the diversity portion of it, right? How do you really, really connect with them, right? Sometimes they have to find their tribe. Sometimes I have to connect people with, with another person. For instance, let's say I mentor someone and it's not a good fit because I don't understand their industry, right? And I want to put them with someone who does understand everything about their industry, right? Finance, for example. Me? Mm-mm. Nope. Not my job. Not my cup of tea. I outsource it all the time. I'm pretty sure my CPA loves me all the time. My gosh. Because just just not my area. And that part of it, you know what? In the beginning, when I first started doing this, I feared that. So I never did it. But I got to a point in business where I'm like, okay, whoa, wait a minute. I say I'm going to make a million dollars. I better get a CPA because I cannot do this and I can't push this off. There are things that we fear as leaders, as entrepreneurs that we just stay away from. And sometimes when we do those things, it prevents us from truly developing and really, really accomplishing the dreams that we want to accomplish. So you really have to take that time to understand what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, right? The opportunities that are out there. And quite honestly, there might be some threats, right? But you know what? You have a team of people, someone that can help you, someone that you can, you know, just confide in and say, hey, just go with it. Honestly, I've worked with uh, some entrepreneurs where they're kids. Oh my goodness. I have a 21 year old and a four year old. Let me tell you something, right? I can go and I can pitch my company to investors easily, easy. But when I'm trying to pitch this to my four-year-old, why, 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 what is this? I'm like, oh my gosh. I, I, uh, I, uh, I. <laughs> and, then, and then my son was like, daddy, that's okay. And <laughs> it, it, it feels so funny hearing that from a four-year-old. But however, my, uh, my mentor told me, if you can talk to kids that are five through 12 and you can convince them of your business without telling them because I said so, then guess what? You are good. <laughs> That's it, man. Kids, I I gotta love, I gotta love, love relationship with kids, man. I love kids just because they're gonna give you the real every single time. They're not gonna hold back. They're not gonna sugarcoat. They're really gonna let you know. But like you said, when you can, the moment you can really break something, and I feel like I, I feel like I can't remember at what particular moment I did that. It may have been when I was working at summer camps. It may have been even just in some of the events and just different things that I've done or volunteer work. They literally say, yes, when you can break down it to children, when you can get the kids on the same page as you, oh, the adult, everybody, oh, that's easy. That's, you know, that's that should be a walk in the park. Kids are some of the, yeah, there are some hard 
tough cookies to crack for sure. Like just from, like you said, from the why, from the, and it's that quick. You just want to, you want to take that authoritative approach and just be like, yo, because I, because I said, that's why, like, why would I, why would I not? Why would I lead you wrong a lot? Everything like that. But no, you really genuinely have to give them the rundown, give them a little bit of everything, but break it down into layman's terms. Sometimes you got to break it down even further than that because they still going to, you know, grab it. To, and then even after all the explanation, after all the back and forth, they still may not grasp everything. They still may have credit. They still may, you know, run it back. But kids are really going to, you know, kids are that make or break for me. And I definitely realize that with, with like I said, just across all the volunteer work, just different things that I've done and, and all of that. So, okay. So I'm still thinking about, you know, the 2012. I'm still thinking about the 2017. I'm still thinking about even now. So where do we go from here? What does Karuka have planned? Or is there Are there any kind of fields or anything that you personally are looking to get gain further expertise with is there anything that y'all are looking forward to with the year any partnerships anything that we can expect for the people is there anything that you're kind of looking forward to you're excited to get into as you know we're here in q2 now q1 was was good q1 flew by but yeah as as we look onto the outlook of the rest of the year and even the future just thinking about you know years from now and just things like that What's that look like for you and what you got going on? Oh, I'm glad you asked me that. That's exciting right here on this end. Yes. Um, as a matter of fact, we were uh, just talking about that uh, a few days, actually a few weeks ago. And my vision is, of course, you know, we're uh, B2G, business to government, right? We would do work with small businesses, of course, right? But however, our focus is B2G. So we're looking at going into uh, working with procurement with NATO, with the United Nations, even the Canadian government. So that is my specific target when it comes to the leadership development portion. So that's where we're going with that. Um, increasing the size of my team. With us, we, we are really looking into, I guess you could say diversifying everything that we do because we have three aspects that we get into, which is of course, uh, consulting, the advisory services, the analytics side, which we actually utilize to fuel our actual consulting portion because we don't like to go just based off a of popular opinion or I guess you could say the the trend of communication that's going on. We utilize data. And to get that data, we have to rely on sources that are, you know, with the government to get, you know, facts. But then our R and D portion, right? That's my favorite. When we're looking into R&D, what is leadership? What does leadership look like in 2030, in 2050 with the technology, with AI? How can a human being work with a robot? Because right now, that's the area that we're in. We have uh, androids that are delivering food to tables, working around waiters and waitresses, flight attendants also too. So how is it that as a human being, we're going to work with technology? Because quite honestly, we can't fight it, right? What are we going to do about the technology, right, that is replacing the human beings in these jobs? And that's what we're do uh, diving into with Karuka, with the research and development side of the house. Because quite honestly, the technology that's around now is getting faster. It's getting smarter. AI side of the house. Oh my gosh. We can go into even to, uh, what is it? Art now. Art NFTs. Like, where did this come from? I love it because now, hey, you know what? An artist can really get their true value. So we're digging into this and going all in. And, and I love working with both the, you know, older and also the younger generations because you can see the, the ideas from the past and the future and when we combine them and, and we can see the actual streamline like you know what hmm this is what we did in 2012 we predicted that 
you know, workplace culture was going to be an issue at this time. So that's why we created Karuka, right? We understood that data was going to be very important, but how can we protect it? That's another reason why we actually created Karuka, because we wanted to be able to engage people where they are, right? And let them know that, hey, you know, it is okay. All right. Change is going to come. There's nothing we can do about it. It's change is going to happen. But you know, people try to manage it. That's fine, right? But we are, we've really, really learned how to lead the change, stay ahead of it, right? And flow with it. Man, the long game is, is so important. That made me think about, you were talking about the vision board when you said you predicted things. You always have to be, not saying you always have to just be, be thinking of what's next or trying to predict things, but you have to think longer term. Yes, it's like you said, it's very much appropriate to kind of live in the zone kind of pay attention to what's going on now like you said tech and art industry everything like that it's, it's constantly changing it's constantly evolving you have to be thinking too about like years down the line what is like you said now that this stuff is already being integrated now that we're seeing cleaning robots flight attendants working with human beings well now you already have to be thinking that at some point look they're going to be looking to do a full takeover here it may not happen like that, but in some capacity, they wouldn't be integrating this if they weren't expecting it to continue to multiply and trial and be successful and things like that. What are you as a business owner? What are you as an entrepreneur? What are you as a creative of whatever you do? How can you capitalize on that? How can you benefit from that? How can you get into that space in some way? I feel like oftentimes we shy away from, you know, things that we may not have the expertise on or things that we may not know for certain or things that, you know, we're just afraid to question sometimes or just, you know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to poke at things. You just got to do some research. You just got to make things happen. Ask questions because you never know. Have that vision board. Look, think about the future outlook. Think about, you know, what's to come and things like that, but always be, you know, you know, churning and thinking and paying attention to what's going on. And I feel like a lot of times, sometimes we lose touch of what's around us. You have to be paying attention to what's happening in the world, in the tech industry, with art, with things like, especially if you're trying to be on your own, if you're trying to bring yourself, if you're trying to make things happen. Research and development is so important. It's so important. You can't just be so gung-ho and just all money in on your craft that you forget about all the external things, that you forget about the world around you, that you forget about things that are happening. Yes, no, that's not to say that you you embrace, you let that come in and, and disrupt things, but you have to be considerate. You have to consider your craft now. Will it still be useful? Will it still will you still be able to monetize from it in the same capacity that you are now, later down the line? Will there still be a use for it? Can you upgrade this in a sense, the same way they're upgrade? Because the same way we love Apple, we love Microsoft, we love Sony, different things like that, they're constantly changing them. They're constantly upgrading. Yes, they're selling a lot of the same things, older things and things like that. But look at these cars now. Cars have changed logos. People are trying to model after Tesla with the, the whole electric theme and things like that. You have to be cha- You have to be changing and adjusting. You, you have to be able to do that. And yes, no, not, that's not to say every company is going to do that. Some companies are fine with their model, making things happen. They just have that name. They just have that rapport. Are you that company though? So if not, that's just food for thought. You still have to think about things like that. I think about that all the time, how I think about the podcast space. I think about how in 2019, I didn't, I couldn't really tell you too many podcasts. I wasn't listening to podcasts. I was more so looking at them on ESPN, like kind of like the, the Dan Levitards, the Undisputed, the Stephen A's, different things like that. But those were essentially like shows. But now in 2022, it seems like everybody has a podcast. That's not to say bad things, but it, I, I know, I know personally friends who have started, I know podcasts have become more populated. And I know that now I, I, I can give you a list of podcasts podcast that I listen to. So it just lets you know that, you know, this is this this was a space. This was something that people took advantage of. Maybe they had more time on their hands. Maybe they, you know, equipment was cheap, things like that. Maybe, you know, they just had a friend. They love talking about things. They said, why don't we just record something? Everybody wants to be on YouTube, monetize, things like that. So now I have to start thinking about, okay, will podcasts still have the same prevalence five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now? 
what would the technology look like? What can I do now to enhance to make sure that I'm staying up with the time? So I need to get a better light, a better camera, a better recording, put myself in a different studio, different light, everything like that. You have to be thinking about things like that as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. So I think that that's a, a very important point that you made. Okay. So before we get into, you know, I, obviously I want people to tap in with you. I want people to be able to utilize their services, even pick your brain and be able to, for the betterment of their organization, for the betterment of their companies, because even in hearing what you do, even in here, which I'll highlight, even in going through the website, I know so many people who could benefit in some capacity from just having a conversation with you. And I think that that's so important. So before I get into, you know, the best way to get in contact with you, everything like that, do you feel like there's anything we haven't touched on today? Anything we haven't talked about? Any last words you even want to leave for the people out there listening? You know, I, I've really enjoyed the, uh, you know, the talk, the conversation, and we've hit a lot of points and I really enjoy it, especially when we talked about the leadership, the motivation, the, the generations, how we all are different, but yet and still we can all work together. There's one thing that you mentioned uh, a few seconds ago, and it was uh, revolving about where we are now and what can we do in the future. Right now, a lot of organizations are struggling trying to find out how can they actually run their business in that, you know, I guess you could say, in, a, in an environment that is actually going to provide the social benefit for the economy, right? And the world right now is a lot of people trying to clean it up. You have companies now that are developing, that are, that are really trying to help the environment. And it's challenging. It is challenging. It is overwhelming. Man, we have people who are talking about going to Mars. And that is amazing. I love that. I, I, I do. I'm, I'm a huge uh, nerd myself. I love it. But at the same time, we have to clean up our home, the earth. So just like these multinational companies, billion dollar companies, they have a lot of work to do. But also that, you know, revolves in the responsibilities on us as leaders, right? As entrepreneurs, as people within the actual local area to say, hey, you know, I am shopping from such and such company, but what are they doing to support the environment? What are they doing to help my local area out, right? Because the roads, you have a company that has that drives big trucks. I'm not going to say any company names on here, as you can tell, right? Those roads are, you know, a, a tore up, right? Because those trucks are driving on that local road. But here's the big one. Is that company really paying their taxes to help put the money back into the actual local economy? Or is it that small business and the, uh, what is it, the middle income, is being taxed more. So there's a lot that we can go into with this. And I know I don't want to keep you too long, man. This this is, can go on all day. And these are the type of actually brainstorming things that we do within Karuka to actually project the future, to see where we're going to be able to engage with leaders within companies to make sure that they understand like, hey, we understand, you know, you work hard, create your company, you're a billion dollar industry. But how ever please understand hey the world we're, we're all here together and we all have to live here together so you know in, in closing you know with karuka i mean people want to work for the best companies that you know really respect and care for them and that you know they can authentically you know relate to them you know and help them grow and self-develop right and honestly if you really are working with the organization and you trust that organization the leadership there is nothing that you would not do for them. It is just what it is. So and that's pretty much all that I got. I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, maybe in the future talking some more a little bit and, uh, you know, engaging with your audience. Oh, we definitely doing 
follow-ups after this, live on whatever we got to do. No, I, I definitely think that you even just gave me some food for thought and just think it's just about, you know, oftentimes we, we get placed in situations, you know, sometimes inadvertently, sometimes unconsciously, we don't really sometimes we can't even help it but we we stay content with it. and we don't really change the narrative we don't really try to step on any toe or try to make anybody mad we just continue to take the brute of it and i think that you know that narrative needs to begin to switch or at least you know be combated in the sense it's not to say that everything is always going to go in our favor everything is always going to work for us but have these conversations figure out what can you do what what am i doing differently you know sometimes it just takes that perspective it just takes somebody you know you you giving somebody what your vision is your goals things like that what you do right now and it takes them breaking it down step by step so we can evaluate so we can really see you know well am i hitting my targets am i hitting my goals why am I not making sense? There's just a, a plethora of different things. And I think that you touched on a lot of that today, but I also do feel like, like you said, it's so much more out there. It's, it's so this, this is so broad, but it encompasses so much at the same time. So one, I appreciate you for the time, for, for everything that you're doing. I appreciate the conversations that we have just at the gig. Y'all, I'm, I'm telling you, I have access to Roy like two, three times. We been coming in more now. He's been moving. So now I'm seeing him more often and things like that. But I'm telling y'all that to say that, look, he's opening himself up. I'm, I'm going to allow him to give his, you know, the best way to get in contact with stuff like that. But if somebody is asking you, come, if somebody is pretty much open them, hey, come talk. Like, let's, you know, let's make something happen. I want to help you. I wouldn't take that lightly because it's not too many people really doing that genuinely, authentically with the track record to prove. So some food for thought, you can lead a horse to the water, you can't make them drink it. So in a sense right now, I'm calling y'all horses. You know, we we, we want to get y'all as close to that water as possible. But I'm not going to grab your head and I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to put it down. I want you to be just as hungry as I am for you. I, I shouldn't be thirstier or hungrier than you for your, for what you do. I can't. Nobody wants this down to business podcast more than me. I bet anything, anything within reason but with at the end of the day i just I, I love this craft so much i love what i do that it's not you know I'm, I'm willing to take whatever step possible i'm willing to put the late nights and i'm willing to make things happen how far how far are you willing to go for your business that's what i'm trying to say and that's all and that's all that i want and i think that karuka will definitely be able to open that up expose some things really make some things happen so i encourage y'all to definitely tap in with roy man because this conversation that we had now it's endless. Yes, we're going to press the end button on it eventually, but there's so much more to this. It's, it's so much follow-ups. There's so many things that can happen, but it's unique to everybody. So my follow-up with Rory and what I talk to him about in my conversations and my things when I'm approaching the podcast is going to be totally different than maybe my friend who has their clothing business or my friend who has a makeup business or my friend who, you know, is an entrepreneur, multiple business, or my friend who's a creative rapper, different things like that, or the, or the government entities and the businesses that he deals with. I'm trying to work with NATO, he said. Some of y'all don't even know what that stands for. Come on. So... Before we before we officially close, I'm, I'm gonna make y'all do some homework, so I'm not gonna give y'all the NATO explanation. So y'all, somebody come back, comment on the episode, something like that. Let me know what NATO stands for. I got something for you. But before we officially close out, before we hit end on this, can you just tell the people out there the best way to get in contact you, website, social media, anything like that? Absolutely. Look, if you want to get in contact with me, my personal uh, email address is Roy dot blair at karukacultural.com our website is www at karukacultural.com i am available and honestly look if, if you're really really ready to engage in some conversation do some brainstorming some design thinking man, we have a team over here decades of leadership experience and we utilize what we call our trademark architecture of ISR, Insights, Solutions for Results, to develop and design that inclusive leadership team, you know, within any and every industry, industrial that we can actually provide value to. And, you know, as a result, you know, the businesses will generate innovative ideas, promote that strategic cultural transformation, 
because, you know, we know that a company's identity and culture are unique. Our ambassadors pretty much empower the culture of your company, help you nurture your strengths within your organizations. And the most important thing right now, help you retain and gain those top performers and employees. And that part is hard right now. So that's what we do. All right, y'all. I'm going to make sure I put everything in the bio. Tap in, tap in. I, I really do appreciate this conversation. I'm glad that it was able to happen. I'm glad that, you know, we were both able to get on good terms because, you know, I was, like I said, I was going through it. I was down bad, but I appreciate, you know, one, just being understanding and one, just still wanting to make it happen, still wanting to extend yourself to my network. That, that really means a lot to me, you know, because people can really come on here. You talk about your craft. We keep it moving. It is what it is. But the fact that, you know, you talk about your craft, you give the insight and you still open yourself up and give people a call to action. I love that. And I commend that. So I, like I said, I, I love everything that you are doing personally, what y'all are doing collectively. I'm rooting for y'all, man. Anything that I can do to help near, far, support, please just let me know. But I'm definitely encouraging everybody in my network. Continue to tap in. Tap in with Roy. Tap in with Karuka. Like he said, a team. Decades. That's 10 plus, y'all, just in case y'all ain't know. Decades. So I appreciate everybody. Like I said, it's so much more coming, man. We're, we're only in April right now. And the sky is really... The, I'm going to really say the sky is the floor. One of my boys said that to me the other day. The sky is the floor right now. The limit. We're, we're limitless. So let's just continue to make it happen. Let's just continue to soar to all my supporters, to everybody out there. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. This has been another episode of the Down to Business Podcast. Here with Tamar Turner.